everybody and welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz and I'm joined by my dude Tony Marchese. We are here after a 11-1 loss to the Minnesota Twins ending the series. Socks lose the series 3-1 to Minnesota. Um, man, this was a rough game to watch from start to end. Uh, Tony, I don't know how you're feeling right now, but I'm feeling pretty down. I, I was really, really irritated earlier, like where I didn't even want to, to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't know if I could even record because I was so so PO'd, but don't worry. I, uh, I hashtag cracked them, a couple of them, calmed myself down a little bit and figured we'd hop on this mic and bang this out. How are you doing today? Buzz, have you ever seen a more pathetic baseball game played by a Major League Baseball team than you have today? That's um, a serious question. I don't know, man. That's this, a serious question. <laughs> this is just goes back to the other night when we were all down and out. We were begging for that win that we received from the Nova start uh, on Saturday. This, uh, this is rough. This apparently, is just a rough game. Apparently, we should have asked for two wins in a row because, as quickly as it came, the feeling is now gone. You know, it was it was great last night to get a little reprieve from from feeling like this, but there's just no. It, I'm right back where I was. There, it just feels like there's no hope, man. Right now, it just the team is not clicking. Dylan Covey. Thank God he was optioned down to Charlotte after the game because if they had let him trot out there after his showing in the first inning, I mean, it's almost laughable, man. I get I, I get set up inside the house. We just got back from taking the dogs for a walk, you know, sit down on the couch. You know, it's about lunchtime, and, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to grill some burgers. So I... I turn the game on in the garage and I go back inside the house I grab the burgers I walk outside and all of a sudden it's like by the time I get the burgers out of the freezer crack a beer open get outside you know grab the grab the grilling utensils and actually look at the score it's five to nothing and there's no outs so this day started off pretty decent for me, to be honest with you. We, I mean, me and you had a late night last night. We were chilling, you know, having a decent time there um, after we had recorded Socks on Tap. Woke up, met up with Amp and our dude Patrick Comiskey. Went to Bears training camp, you know, talking about the Sox today. Get good news while at Bears training camp that Eloy Jimenez is going to be back today. He's playing, so we're on cloud nine. Eloy's back. It's going to be cool. You know, it's fresh, dope, ready for this. And then get home. First inning, Dylan Covey lets up a double to Max Kepler. First pitch of the game. First pitch of the game, Tony. And he's, he's uh, the, right back to the guy that I said, why can't we have nice things? Right. You know? So then the next at-bat is Jorge Polanco, right? And he comes up, 
on Colby, smacks two run home run. <laughs> we were four. Okay. Pi- we were like four pitches into the game at that point in time. Yes, we yes we were. Uh, we absolutely were. Another couple hits get let up. Miguel Snow comes up, smacks a home run, a three run home run off of Covey. After 14 pitches, Dylan Covey was pulled. Uh, sitting there with the old man, he left. He left as soon as Cordero came in. He was done. Said, hey, man, I'm going home. I'm going to just go crack a couple ice houses. I'm done. I'm done. So I was like, all right, man, I'll see you later. And uh, tried making it through that game and just how it went and how horrible it was. And I, I really don't know what to say. It was uh, Covey came out and was horrible. Cordero came in and kind of held his own there. You know what I mean? He did all right. 46 pitches. He didn't let up uh, any runs. Um, uh, kind of, you know, I, I know it sounds stupid. He's a reliever and everything. I kind of wish we kept riding him a little bit, you know. Here, here's um, the problem. Here's the real problem. Okay, so we're, we get into Cordero. And were you were you listening to the broadcast? Uh, no, I actually, I well, kind of. I had Baby Shark on in the background. Okay. So you missed out on the one thing that was just that absolutely gave me, like, you know, it made my skin crawl. So they Uh-oh. have Chris Getz come up into the booth. Oh, I saw Chris Getz up there, and then he started talking about Collins. I was, again, I was in and out of that, uh, you know, had the kid running around. You know, in and out of that. Well, you know, I'm outside. I'm outside at this point in time. So I'm over at the grill down in the driveway, and I'm I'm walking back and forth. You know, talking to talking to the kids too, and and you know, trying to get food cooked. And I'm 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 catching this little bits of of Chris Getz talk about player development and Collins and all this other stuff, while this team's getting shellacked. Like there's there's never <laughs> we never a worse time for the director of player development. To come in and talk about these bright, rosy futures than when your team can't even get an out before it gives up five runs, and you're using this Cordero guy, you know, and, and then you're going to Ruiz on your bullpen C squad today, and I've got to listen to Chris Getz for two innings talk about how great, you know, all this stuff is down in the minors and everything. And it just, it seems so sold. You know what I mean? Like, it's its so corporate speak, everything's roses talk while this team's getting shellacked. You know, there there's a, a major problem with that. All I'm of not, them sound like that, buddy. I know it, they it, do. I know they do. But not, well, no, no, no. I'm not saying, like, every franchise. I'm saying both Jerry Reinsdorf-owned teams, people in power, sound like that. And it's annoying. And I don't know how you're trying to sell me on the bright future when we're, again, we're going to make a t-shirt out of this because I, I, I would wear it everywhere. When we're getting shellacked. I want a t-shirt that says no more shellacking. There you go. No more okay. shellacking. I hate the, I hate getting shellacked. Me too. I hate this. It, it's happened far too much in the second half. But, Buzz, the thing that absolutely drives me nuts, first off, in-booth interviews are the most ridiculous things, especially in a baseball game. I don't like them. And the Sox have been doing this all week. I understand it's Sox serve week. I'm trying to watch the game. I'm trying to get the, you know, the play-by-play as the game is going on. And Benetti and Stone, when they're up there and they have a guest in the booth, it turns into this, like, interview that could be done either pre-game or post-game. I don't like it. They did two of them today. For three innings of this game, you didn't get any commentary because you had Chris Gutz and then you had... Some lady from Sox Charities. She was from the White Sox Charities, yes. yeah. But yeah. this could be done post-game. 
This could be done. I on missed Fox a lot of TV. hers as well. What? I missed a lot of hers as well. I didn't get to hear much of it. Well, here's the thing, Buzz. It's good content, but when the game's on, let's let's focus on the game. I understand by the time she she came in, it was kind of already meh. I mean, this this ball game was over by the time Chris Gatz got there. But for the point I'm trying to get to is. For Chris Getz to come out there at this point in time and talk about player development just seemed kind of poor, a poor choice by the White Sox, you know? Yeah, I think, I know he I might, think he we might just not canceled at, that one today. Yeah, he might not have been in town all the time, but you don't need to interview this guy in the middle of this ball game while people haven't even gotten into the ballpark yet. Did you see some of those lines for all these, yeah. these families that came out today? And before they yeah. even got into the ballpark, it's five to nothing? I mean... It, we're both we're both we, we both have families, Buzz. If you if you brought your daughter and your wife out to the ballpark, and you know we just finished cracking some in the parking lot, and we're waiting in line, get on Twitter and you check, and you're like, oh, it's five nothing, and there's a hundred people in front of you, you know, how how does that make you feel? Yeah, I probably would have turned around today, man. I probably would have turned around and and and, and taken taken my ball and went home. You know, it's it's the Sox have done a really good job this year at increasing their attendance. And that is that is something that we cannot argue. But it's stuff like this, just as an organization, just not even the on-the-field product. It's some of the stuff that goes around off the field. The White Sox as a whole need to improve some of these experiences for people. Yeah. You know, they've, they've shown that they have a poor time handling a large crowd. They've made some spotty, weird stuff. I forget who it was earlier in the week. I was, we were listening to an in-booth interview with a guy talk about how it's okay to be a Cubs fan and a Sox fan. <laughs> you know, it's like some of this stuff, you know, I, I, I'm not a Bears guy. But, you know, Matt Nagy in the booth in the Sox jersey one day and then over on the north side in the Cubs jersey the next day. It's just, it, it's, it's, it, it's weird. I, I understand that it's done, but it's just not my thing. You know, I, I'd rather listen to the announcers talk about the ball game. If the pre- and post-game show guys want to do an interview with some personality, cool. Um, you know, even, you know, even I think Dane Dunning called in earlier this year uh, on one of the broadcasts, too, and they're talking to him, and it's like, you're taking away from the in-game experience. People are watching the game to, to, to watch the game. If you want other Sox content and interviews, leave that to the people who are handling, um, you know, like Chuck Garfine. Leave that to Chuck. You know, you don't right. have to do that here. That was bothersome, but even more bothersome is the score, you know, that you're, you're looking at when you're listening to Chris Getz talk about how bright this future is. Yeah, it's like, it's just at a time where you don't want to hear it. Right. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear how bright, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear how bright the future is. I don't want to hear how great all these prospects are because I don't see them right now. They're not in Chicago. Shut the hell up. Put a winning product on the field. And then let's talk about how great Chicago is. I don't want to hear about Charlotte. I don't want to hear about Birmingham. I don't want to hear what's going on down on the farm. We all know that these guys are going to come up at some point. Bring them up now. If they're so great, bring them up now. I understand that development takes time, but at the same point in time, you're running out trash day in and day out, and that's why Dylan Covey got another start today. I'm pissed off. Uh, dude, I feel your pain. I'm right there with you. I This was a... Uh... This was a hard one to swallow. This this game from the from the get go was horrible. I already gave the cliff notes of how the first inning started. I don't really feel like going through the rest of it. I mean, you know, Kepler gets a, a home run in the eighth. You know, I mean, it, it, Shoup hits a home run in the fifth. I'm it, Nelson Cruz has two RBIs. You know, I 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, you know, I'm, I feel like we have two podcasts in three days that are just completely like, I am so mad it's hard for me to even talk about the game at hand. And yeah, we pointed out how crappy the uh you know the in-game experience was with the interviews and stuff like that and hey that charity one could have been super poor i I did not like i said i did not have a chance to listen to it i yeah i was just doing like 10 million other things around the house here today i did get to little listen to a little bit of the guts thing where he was talking about collins and how he took it good that he went down he's gonna really work on it he basically said collins sucked in a nutshell from what i've seen from a lot of people on twitter again I, i haven't listened to it in full i just heard you know bits and pieces just very difficult man very difficult uh game to get through um yo Amankata did get another hit he keeps that average above 300 uh goins gets a hit john jay gets two hits and uh beef gets a hit Lurie, he was my pick to click today he reached base twice we only we only were able to get one run in a very unfortunate we had an opportunity i cannot remember what inning that um that uh we had the bases loaded where eloy got uh, struck out by Angel Hernandez is just bullshit call. I'm sorry. I try not to swear on these, but that was a BS call. Um, ooh, my, my headphones just buzzed. Um, Do we need an know. explicit episode of Sox on Tap, Buzz? It, you know what? We might have to do one. It's not going to be tonight. I'm trying to keep my, my, my cool here because I'm, I'm getting ready to watch The Lion King in a little bit But um, with the kid there. But I when Angel Hernandez called that blatant ball a strike <laughs> – I I don't know what to say. You know, I don't know what to say. Angel Hernandez was terrible behind the plate today for the Sox. Oh, my God. He looked like absolute garbage. And and, and according to White Sox, Dave, I, I've never looked up the um, – well, shout out uh, to Dave. Um, he had put that Angel Hernandez is actually one of the highest paid umpires. He is. In the MLB. Um, and he's constantly – especially at the rate. He's constantly doing shit like this with the White Sox. And I don't know if it's just – I felt like I was going throwback to when Hawk lost it on Wegner. Uh-huh. I, I was screaming at the TV about Angel Hernandez. Um, you, know you, know, what's, I, you know what's really funny that really hammered it home for me how bad Angel Hernandez is? Is when my wife, who's watching this game with me, goes, Are you serious? This guy does this every time he's in town. Yep. She didn't even know what the guy's name was, but she, she knew just from his face how bad of an ump he was. And she's making comments on it. And she watches all these games, too, but, you know, this is probably her maybe first, second year paying real attention to the White Sox at the same level that I do. And she can pick this guy out and know that he's a terrible umpire. I and knew like the, it was In a... her first year paying major attention to baseball, she can figure out who's good, who's bad at this. He's glaringly bad, just to the common fan. To the I common fan, a... Angel Hernandez is the, one of the worst umpires out there. I knew it was a BS call because Ricky had to come save Eloy from Eloy getting possibly ejected. Eloy isn't that animated like that. He jumped in a circle. In a circle. Well, the the next pitch, man. The next pitch. If it wasn't the next pitch, it was two or three pitches after, but I'm pretty sure it was the next pitch. Was closer to the strike zone than the ball that Eloy was called out on. It's, nah. it's freaking comical. It's comical how bad. And I don't want to deviate is. from the point. That's not the reason the White Sox lost this no, game. No, but it's. But it was just a turning point, and where Eloy was drawing out a good at bat, we had the bases jacked, and it just didn't work out. Um, 
other than that, man, there's there's no glaring takeaways from this game. Nothing good happened. It was terrible. The White Sox got absolutely shellacked, and they need to regroup on Monday. They they're five and fifteen since the break, isn't wasn't that correct, Tony? Something like that. Something terrible. So we need to regroup tomorrow on Monday. Here we need to get our stuff together. And yes, I say our because I feel like I'm a part of this franchise because I spent so much money to go, and I'm always a part of it. I know I, I take crap from that all the time on Twitter. You you say we are you on the team? Anyway, um, you know what you are. You are part of the team. You're part of the community. You you give your money. You can say our. I'll 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 give you permission. Thank you. But I'll, I, I'll give you I'll I'll give anybody who spends money like we do and the time investment that we follow this team. And this is part of our everyday lives. I just I, I I'm so irritated and pissed off because I'm just like you know. Have you seen? The I, Steve, I fell into you, the trap, dude. I fell into the trap. Have you, you know? seen the Steve Stone comments? Yeah, I saw Steve Stone comments on Twitter within yeah. the last hour and a half. Yes, yes, because people are quote tweeting them. I got it right here. People are quote tweeting them. You know, how do you feel about them? I, I, this is this is White Sox newsworthy. How do you how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this stuff? When your announcers out here talking about you know tough day today, lots went wrong, but Tuesday baseball will resume with the Mets in town. I tweet a lot because it's fun to interact with some of you. I would prefer a sea of tranquility so some of you will be blocked. Feel free to express yourself to someone else. Have a beautiful day. How does that make you feel as a Sox fan? Because there's a lot going on here. There's a whole lot going on in that statement. One, the acknowledgement that it was a tough day today. But he's doubling down on this. On his original statement. It's the first tweet that he put out five hours ago. After a wonderful ball game on a beautiful night last night, I'm reminded that haters will always be haters. Who says haters? Grow up, dog. Like, you're... 60 years old, you know, like for real, like, come on, man. Like don't people are mad. And I'm sorry if people are quote tweeting you, you know, I, 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 he's not picking on the whole community. I don't think he's, I think that was like one of those tweets where I'm not going to tag you to make you famous today, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let you know what my thoughts are on it. But it comes off in a way where it's like, if I'm bitching on Twitter, that I'm not justified in my bitching. Right, and I think I should be justified in my bitching because you know you take the game seriously. You, I mean, look at it. I know we're not on camera, but look at it down here. I got you see it. I got memorabilia everywhere. I got sock stuff everywhere. I'm in, I'm invested in this team, and I'm I have a right to get pissed off and bitch about it because I mean what forty what five you know five postseason appearances in forty years. You know they're they're trying to sell. You have an interview where you're trying to sell us on the future. We've been being sold on the future since 2017. Here's the thing. We're not naive to the fact that the Sox are in the middle of a rebuild. Right. We know but here's this. the other thing. Here's the other thing that Steve Stone hasn't addressed in this is that when we made these moves, when we traded Chris Sale, when we traded Jose Quintana, and we got all this, oh, this is, you know, MLB-ready talent with Yoan Moncada coming in and Eloy Jimenez and all this other stuff. These were, these were guys that we marked as, you know, this rebuild's not going to take as long as all the other ones. Well, then... All the supplemental pieces to this, for some reason, either get injured, don't develop at, at the rate that they were expected to, or uh, you know just flat out have not even developed at all. And now we're stuck in this between this rock and this hard place where you're getting what could be a five to six war season out of a guy that's MLB ready talent, Yohan Moncada, Tim Anderson actually panned out. One of the actual first draft picks in a long time for the White Sox, it actually panned out. He's not a great. He's not. He's not a, a great, great ball player. He's not an MVP type player, 
but he's going to give you great months like he did in April. He's going to carry the team. He's going to bring a ton of energy. You know, you've got a stellar first half out of Lucas Giolito that carried this team. Just imagine if you spent some money, and I know I wasn't a Nelson Cruz guy, but imagine if they had made that signing. Imagine if they had brought some of these other pieces in here. You could have supplemented this team to be a playoff team and make people happy because you have the foundation here. You have it. What's frustrating to the fans is the fact that with the foundation somewhat in place, even in Jose Abreu's last contract year, you're dicking the guy around. You're not giving him a contract. You, you you don't have any direction with any of this right now because they haven't made up their minds on what they want to do. You're listening to offers on them. You want to re-sign them. The guy wants to be here. It's a total joke. And then while you could be competing for this division easily, in my opinion, had you just added some pitching and supplemented some of these offensive pieces instead of having guys out there like Jose Rondon that took half a year before you decided, oh, this guy isn't cutting it. I don't know how that was such a hard decision. He plays every five days and doesn't do anything for you. Get the hell rid of him. I, I don't understand it, Buzz. The problem here is that this was billed as a two- to three-year turnaround rebuild. We're in year two and three right now, whatever, however you want to bill it. Now is the time we were expected to be competing. You're already missing out on some of the, on some of the start of Yohan Moncada's best years. This, this was the start of it this year. And the more upsetting part to this is by the time that all the re- all, all the other guys are supposed to be right here, is Jerry Reinsdorf going to lead this organization and MLB into another labor strike, and we're never going to get to see what this could have been. That's what I'm worried about. That's why I'm bitching about it. That's why I'm, I'm upset. And I think that I have the right to be because, like you said, I spend all my money here. I spend my time here. I go to these ball games. I watch them on TV. Every pitch. And then, uh, and then for the organization to come out and say, you don't have the right to be mad, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. It, it, it is. It, it's just something that comes back to conversations that we've had on this podcast. I'm sure you've had it on Chai Sox Weekly. I'm, yeah, you know, we've had him on Twitter. You know, it, it makes it sound like when Chris Getz comes up there or, you know, Steve Stone says what he's going to say. And I'll say one thing right now. Steve Stone is way more knowledgeable in the game of baseball than I am. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. But, I, I respect his opinion. I respect his baseball knowledge I even enjoy listening to him in the booth I I just think it's silly that you're trying to sell the casual fan that all these prospects are going to work out and you're not you know and that's how it feels that's how it feels sometimes but we're getting off the rails we're bitching about not the game we're bitching about just the organization in general um this game chalked up as an L obviously there's one more thing I would like to talk about AJ Reed comes in for a, a relief appearance and uh, throws 12 pitches. Uh, I believe they were all... F- One was a ground out to Mankata, and then two were fly outs. Um, he comes out, and, I got, I, and this is something I didn't know about him, that he was a pitcher in college. Didn't know that about him. Um, I, I never did my research on him that heavily, because I kind of he felt he's going to be a flash in the pan, and he'll be gone before I know it, which is still the case, probably. But, uh, yeah, he comes in and, uh, <laughs> and uh, gets us out of the top of the ninth inning. So, there you go. AJ Reed, good job, buddy. One innings pitch didn't uh, didn't do any damage. Here's the joke: is that AJ Reed pitched better than <laughs> who the White Sox trusted to start this ball game. You can't make this up. You really can't. I, I don't understand it. He got further along than Dylan Covey. Did you oh, see Dylan yeah. Covey's post game? I almost felt bad. No, I he was like, you know, they're they're interviewing this guy after he already knows he's going to Charlotte. Dude's about to like cry, man. Like he he feels bad. 
No, but, I'm sure he does. Like that's why I'm not trying to call him a. I'm not trying to say he sucks or anything like that. He had a bad day on the mountain, man. But the reason that he's stuck around so long in the first place was that he was a Rule 5 guy and had to be here. And it was like, you know, we can't give up on this Rule 5 pick. I don't know why they didn't cut ties with him last year. That I mean, some of this stuff, you know, we want to say that we have no other options. And that's what's been in the media all year. There's no other options. There's no other options. Well, apparently there are other options because we just keep finding them from the scrap heap. And he was like the first one of these guys, you know. We're probably going to see some Hector Santiago next. How does that make you feel? Are you invigorated? Are you excited to get out the ballpark and watch Hector Santiago pitch baseballs? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love his tattoos. You know, I mean, another great guy. And I don't want to take anything away from Hector Santiago. He's done more for the White Sox organization than they've done for him, you know. But really... There's, yeah. there's nothing else out there that you can do. You saw this trade today. The Mets. <laughs> the Mets. I still don't really get it because he's a trade candidate at the 2020 deadline. You know what I mean? I don't really get it. But, okay. But here's the thing. As everybody else is out there like, ha-ha, the Mets went and acquired Marcus Stroman. They're not, they're not you know, I, I, I got to pull up the NLE standings. I don't I don't even know what they're at, what they're at right now. But... You know, you see all these people on Twitter talking about how the Mets, there's no way. They're 11 and a half games back right now, Buzz. 11 and a half games back, sitting at 50 and 55. They're five games under 500. The Phillies, the Nationals, and the Braves are all ahead of them. They're 11 games out, and they're buying right now. They want to win. I want I want that. And the price, the price they paid for him. They didn't even give up anybody that was really good. I mean, obviously, it'll probably turn into Fernando Tatis for for James Shields 2.0 just cuz I I'm I'm out here talking about this right now. Well, but you can't down. tell me you can't tell me that the the, the depth that Chris Getz is preaching about in this farm system couldn't come up with a better offer for Marcus Stroman than the Mets. Dude, come on. Figure it out. Yeah, you know, Stroman's uh, having a great season and he's still a young pitcher with a lot to offer. Um crazy trade there, you know, cuz they were talking Stroman to, you know, the White Sox at one point in time, it was looking maybe like something like that could happen. Of course, Jerry Reinsdorf's own teams really don't pull the trigger on big-time trades. So, um, you know, and I know that coming from, you know, the west side there on at the Madhouse on Madison, the Bulls don't do that. So, um, same same way for the Sox. I, I just, yeah, I this whole day, chalk it up as an L, man. I'm, Dude, I'm, I'm done. Just, I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. I, I'm done. I, I, I'm so angry right now. Me too. You know? It, Me too. So the, you want to get even more angry, we can talk about Tuesday. Yeah, let's do that. Because we'll move into Tuesday, and we're going up against Thor. That sounds promising. Yeah. You know, Thor the, isn't having the, the, the greatest. Talk about the Mets. Yeah. Right. Thor isn't having the, the best season he's ever had, but he's coming in. Noah Syndergaard coming in at 7-5, 4.33 ERA. 126 two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, he struck out 126. Um, going up against... The new and hopefully improved, God be willing, Ray, uh, Ronaldo Lopez, Ray Lowe, uh, 5-9, and nine, 5.52 ERA. He has dropped that ERA a bit uh, in the second half here. 119 innings pitched on the dot for Ray Lowe, 111 strikeouts. He's had some good outings as of late. Um, we should have Tim Anderson back on Tuesday. He's putting some subliminal messages up on Twitter. So I'm hoping that he'll be like back. Blinky blinky or something. Yeah, blinky blinky, and then yeah, something with his agent or something like that. So yeah, hopefully we have him back. Um, you know, we could we could definitely use him there in the lineup. 
Um, I, I just we're going to get into the series against the Mets, who are five games under 500. They are terrible on the road, absolutely terrible on the road. They're 22 and 35 away from um, MetLife. So you know we are, you know, we we have a shot here. Uh, they just need to come out and be effective. Hopefully they can rebound after this. You know you should have a competitive lineup in because you know you should have a Brayu. Um, in the lineup, McCann today was a huge off day for everybody. Um, let's if your just, name's not Yoan Makata, that's the other thing. Like mail it in today. Why not? You know, right? So um, I, that's what we got on the docket <sighs> for Tuesday against the Mets here. So my pick to click is going to be Eloy Jimenez. I picked him today. I feel he got robbed. I feel he takes his anger out on being robbed and the shellacking that he just endured. And he uh, he shows he reminds everybody who he is. So pick to click. By uh, second city pick to click is Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, second city pick to click. I'm going with Tim Anderson. Um, fully expecting him to be in the lineup. Back on the south side, you know he's going to want to put on a show for the hometown crowd. Um, some energy. I I I'm just going on a basis here. I'm say he he hits a home run in this ball game. Tim Anderson. Um, on the subject of pick to click, did you know that there's some website out there that tracks all these pick to clicks? Did yeah, you see I saw this? It yeah, I saw uh, in the in the group chat that you put. I if I would have known we, that, I would have hashtag pick to click every time. I just never. Did you know the DJ from from Ontap Sports is is the leader right now? Yeah, shout out DJ. What's up? Shout out DJ. Well, I mean um, that's perfect because those Ontap Sportsnet boys know what the hell they're talking about. Right, exactly. Nobody else from that. On tap is on the board at all, so. <laughs> oh, that's because we weren't. It's because we make we it. well we make the pick heater, right? Whoever wrote that website needs to like you know get in contact with us so that we can make our picks right yeah, here. If, if anybody listening to this can point us in the direction on how to get a hold of them, please let us know. Yeah, there we go. I, I like that. Um, but yeah, Tim Anderson, you're going Eloy. Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, all right, perfect. So let's uh, let's do a little predictions. Three games set against the Mets. What are, what are we getting? What are we getting out of this? We're going to win two. Two? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's positive. I'm going to go one. I'm We're going to win two. One. I'm going to say one. Um, all right. That's, I like it. I like your positivity. I'm not very positive right now. Oh, I'm very mad, but i got to keep myself happy here. I'm getting ready to go watch Simba. So I'm going to be crying in like 20 minutes when you you know, Mufasa gets hurt. Did you Did so. you go to the new one yet? I have not. I have not brought her to the new one. I want to show her the original, and then we'll go to the new one. All right. Sounds fun. You, you do yes. that. You do that. I I went to the new one already. I can't spoil anything for you. You've never seen Lion King before. Um, that was mean. Um, oh jeez. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> anyway, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Be sure you're going to secondcitypicks.com. Secondcitypicks.com. You can pick Cubs games, White Sox games. They're gonna have a bunch of stuff on there. But if you predict the score of the game, the runs that the White Sox and/or Cubs score, the runs that the their opponent score, if you pick that and you get it right, you have the chance to win a gift card to a fine establishment, fine eating establishment. So be sure we're going to Secondcitypicks.com for all that. And again, on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. That's all I got for this socks on tap tone. I'm uh, I'm pretty cashed. Me too. Me too. Um, let's go socks. <laughs> let's go socks. <laughs>